<laughs> Blimey. So we've just been spat out of a beautiful Eurovision tornado. And what a week it was, wasn't it, boys? Oh, my God. Oh, we had scandal galore, bribery, corruption, foiled Russian cyber attacks, hacking, and, of course, the one year the UK do well, the allegations of vote rigging are rife. But did you two boys notice what was missing in each of those performances? Quality? <laughs> French? Wind machines! And not a wind machine in sight oh, at all. OK, very Wasn't good. there a wind machine in the UK? Shut Didn't... up! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have flowing hair? Okay, oh, whatever. shut up. <laughs> Welcome to the annual Eurobrace autopsy of this year's Eurovision Song Contest, which climaxed on May the 14th, 2022, at the Paralimpico Stadium in Torino in Italy. We are hot off the press here, practically scorching. The three of us sit in this gorgeous little studio here in Equatorial Limehouse, East London. And as ever, I'm spit-roasted gently in between my two favourite Eurovision fans, Mark and Juan, and we're all with post Eurovision afterglow. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> We've just got our voices back from shouting at the telly, and we vowed never to drop tr- 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 drop of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Ever again. Already failed. Yeah, that's... <laughs> not, uh-uh. <laughs> As ever, we're going to chop this year's contest up into teeny tiny edible pieces and try and fathom out if the best song won and if the jury and the televoting were fair. <laughs> that's bollocks. So, uh, also we're going to pay tribute to those artists who dreams were cut short because they failed to qualify from the semi-final stages. And by the look on these two pretty little faces in front of me, there's going to be a lot to bitch about. But let's just rewind a tad. When we did our review shows back in March, we made our predictions based on the knowledge at that time. Now, have your favourites changed since the contest? Uh, My favourite hasn't changed, but I'm licking my wounds. Um, More of that later. I know, I know. But no, I mean, some one or two songs came up a little bit in the last week or two. And as ever, post-rehearsals, opinions change a little bit. I mean, some of the staging was very different to what we perhaps were expecting in March. But no, I I will say most of my thing, my my decisions that I made in March were pretty well intact during the, the week of the finals. Not so for me, actually. Uh, I think the the ones I had as big favorites floundered a little bit, maybe underperformed. I don't think I, I'm I'm not saying I was disappointed, but I don't think their their performances were as strong as their music was or as the song was. I think actually this year was a little bit of a performance over music year. Uh, Spain, well, Spain, UK. Uh, and well the ukraine as well actually um but also but for me my favorite my two favorite entries actually ended up being uh, portugal and romania so you just got a bit more gay since march is that what you're saying 50 <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's quickly chat about the stage and our lovely hosts well running water who played havoc with my bladder I tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I thought about all those terrible teething problems with the stage and then the sun thing, which didn't do the the right things with the LED screens and the lights, and then it didn't. Oh, and then some, it was blatantly unfair. There was some of the countries 
clearly had invested an awful lot on that stage being a lot more flexible and delivering more than it could. And I felt sorry for countries like Estonia, for instance, which had all these great plans. It had to be revamped at the last minute. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you didn't know that backstory and you tuned into the grand final on the Saturday, you'd have thought it looked fine. Absolutely. And I thought the presenters were great. I mean, I didn't think they were, you know, stellar performers, but they got through competently. They were <laughs> they were sort of charming in a kind of uh, in, in a an way. uncharming way. I, I did like Mika's um, endlessly chameleon changing suits. I thought that was quite uh, that was bizarre, wasn't it? It was bizarre. He looked a bit like Ben Stiller, actually. I thought there was you know, a the, lot of costume changes going yeah, on, though, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I think he might have had a little bit less cocaine. <laughs> I loved it when they were talking about uh, the hand movements, the Italian hand movements. Mm. And did you catch Mika saying, I can go very far with my hands? Yes. And then he yes. smirked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wants to be careful with that monkey And then Graham right. Norton said, There are 600 million people watching this at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so um, Laura Pausini was missing uh, halfway through. Did you, were you aware of that? Oh, she had a little pause, did you? Yeah, she had a little um, pressure thing. <laughs> <laughs> she was whisked off by the doctors, which is why the two boys were floundering around for a lot of the interval uh, advert breaks uh, for and a while, apparently. Before we immerse ourselves into the main course of Saturday night's final, we need to quickly mention the 15 countries that didn't make it through the qualifying heats. So let's pay homage to those losers. We're going to play snippets of all the songs and then entertain you all with our poisonous comments. So we lost seven countries on Tuesday's semi-final, which was on May the 10th. And I got eight out of ten. Oh, wow. I got ten out of ten. No, of course you would do, wouldn't you? Oh, wow. I'm a goody, goody too. You got three, was it? No, I think I got seven, which is quite bad. (laughs) (laughs) Coming last on Tuesday's first semi-final was a song from Slovenia Last Pizza Slice and the song's called Disco it got 15 points 8 from the televote and 7 from the jury Bless them, they're so cute, but they're a bit out of their depth, I think, weren't they? They were out of their depth. I mean, it just looked amateurish, I thought. I, I like the concept of the stage. I like that ball and the way they kept all moving around it. Come on, now, you, you take the camera away from that stage and that ball looked like the Stonehenge moment from Spinal Tap. <laughs> um, no, but they, they, they didn't possess and own the song... Convincingly, I mean, they, they they almost could have been a ticker tape um, caption going across the bottom saying, we do not want to qualify, please don't vote for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not at all surprised this came last. Oh, not that it didn't qualify, but actually that it came last. Sorry, Slovenia. Yeah, I mean, I really think that this has its charm, its amateurish charm. I get what they're going for. And they, you know, the song isn't bad. But it's not competitive. And also the staging wasn't competitive. I liked the part... 
you know, when it spins around the big glitter ball, but maybe once or even twice, but not all the time continuously. I think that would have been a great end moment, yeah. but not the entire thing, you know. Uh, underdeveloped staging and didn't really tap into the, the potential and the charm that they actually had. Uh, just to interject here, we've got builders outside and now Ooh. that we started uh, podcasting, they've got the drills out. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's very sexy, but it's a bit noisy. So excuse the background It's a bit Freudian noise. too. <laughs> oh, if you say so, darling. They're Polish builders, actually. Yes, more of that later. Uh, coming 16th out of the 17th from the you first mean, semi-final. You mean more of that coming later? Oh. <laughs> oh. How's Sorry. that hummus? Sorry. <laughs> it's better than the double entendres. <laughs> Bulgaria, uh, the song was called Intention by the Not-So-Intelligent Music Project. They got 29 points. They've got 18 televotes, including a 12 from Albania, can you believe it, and 11 jury points. This is the song. speak. I'd like to congratulate Bulgaria on not coming last in the semi-final <laughs> because I'd have had them down as a surefire banker. I mean, actually, you know, when this had its first rehearsal, everyone said, oh, it might be lead rubbish, but actually it looks great. And it's really well staged and they've got a lot of energy and I think it will get some votes. And they were right. I mean, it did get a few votes, but I mean, um, please, Bulgaria, you know, remember next year your... Recent hallmark has been quality and distinctiveness, and let's get back on track. We're all nodding here. Yeah, I remember in our uh, review before the show, I said that no amount of staging can save this. And yeah, no amount of staging could save it, but they did try. Uh, it was a very professional, very slick package and performance. I think they all performed really well. However, the song is just not salvageable, not competitive at all. But they did really well. Coming 15th was Austria. The song's called Halo, performed by Lumix and Pier Maria. I still like saying that. They got 42 points, they got 36 televotes, and just six from the jury. Let's find out why. Brilliant. I think um, his wonderful enthusiasm was never going to be enough to counterbalance her terrible vocals. Oh, um, this is one of those, there's, there's one or two every year, isn't it? This gulf between the fan favouritism mm. and the, oh, this is going to be top three. Oh, at last, a dance track that's brilliant. And then, actually, here's the reality. Uh, it's a hard song to sing. I'd love to hear Blanche singing this. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> um, it's it's a hard song to sing, but, you know, some people have said this couple, even though they're incredibly young, are really well-known and really quite um, 
celebrated in, in Central Europe. They have a lot of standing, and a lot of people have said, I don't think people of any notoriety are going to dare to go into Eurovision after this humiliation because it would have been come at quite a cost to them. Um, I was surprised. I, I had this as absolute borderline. I thought this would be 9, 10, 11, 12. I was surprised to see that coming so low, but actually it was a poor performance. It was a poor performance. Uh, the vocals were bad, but considering the rehearsals, they were not as bad on the night as the rehearsals, not as bad as I feared. And she did have quite a positive reaction at the end, probably because, you know, it <laughs> she wasn't... She was well chuffed, wasn't she? It wasn't as bad at all as, as it had been. And I totally agree. It's a, such a difficult song to sing. You You might think that bops like this are just like a detail, but it's like very high-pitched constant singing you have to have a diaphragm of steel you have to be a very good singer what i would say positively about both of them i didn't like the staging but i like their styling their outfits especially her she looked a bit like pippa longstocking or something like that uh appropriately kind of young uh, if she had performed it well i think this could have like snuck in but yeah it just it was never but she didn't but she didn't <laughs> right can we 14th was latvia which was sad eat your salad the group's called city zelly they got 55 points they got 16 televotes and 39 jury votes including a 12 from portugal Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy! Yeah! <laughs> well done, Latvia. I, I never thought I would say this, but a Eurovision audience screaming pussy being the highlights of the year. That was, was the best fantastic. bit of the song. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Latvia have only qualified twice in 14 years or something? It's not good. No. I Say Trey Mal. I know from personal experience, actually, me and, sorry. <coughs> and she's back. <laughs> Busy night last night, was it? <laughs> Both me and Andy know from personal experience that oh, they are very charming on stage because yes, we great. saw them live. They're Lovely great. Nuts. That unfortunately does not translate so well to the screen. They seem creepy. They seem a bit intense with the kind of forced smiling, a bit coked up, uh, a bit off pudding. But they did give a great performance, actually. What's interesting, actually, just thought about this. Um, in the grand final, the first two songs were Czech Republic and Romania, both very upbeat, up-tempo. It's like, hang on a minute, we normally start with a banger and then go for a nice, slow, boring don't ballad. Go there, don't gonna... go there, don't go there. No, no, but it's the same thing that the organisers have done here with the, the semi-final. We had Albania, which is like a meant to be a show-stopping blah, 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 and here's Latvia. So there's been a change of tack here, which is basically we want to front-load the contest with five, six, seven minutes of, of up-tempo stuff before we go quiet. No, what it is is that as long as Sweden get a good draw, the rest can... <laughs> Sweden always gets a good draw. Of course, I wonder why. Are you ready for the next one? Oh, you see what I did there? It's the girls from Denmark. The song's called The Show. They've got 55 <laughs> points, same as Latvia, but crucially, they've got four more televotes than Latvia. They've got 20 televotes and 35 jury votes. Oh. 
Let's play the song. Do we have to? You can't stop me. painful listening to that again wasn't it oh i'd forgotten just how many contesting <laughs> songs there were in the semi-final battling out to come last <laughs> i suppose they can't all come last unless they'd all got the same number of points but uh, that's a shockingly bad song i mean for a country that's won eurovision three times that's an embarrassment must do better denmark yeah this was not for me at all i think music wise it's not really a rock song it's more like you know a children's tv kind of family friendly barely rock song it's josie and the pussycats gone wrong oh my god it is it is josie and the the pussycats Pussycats gone gone wrong wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it is but she did I, i think she did sing it well and she did hit all her notes at least which is not something you can say for all the contestants this year josie and the pussycats i'm having a flashback Oh. I can't believe it. Um, oh, no, we've got a spit. One's looking at us, though. We're completely yes. mad. Excuse me. Josie young. and the Pussycats, guitars. And nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I know Josie and the Pussycats, bitch. <laughs> oh, so he is quite old, then. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> right, coming 12th in the first semi-final. <laughs> with Albania. Secret, sung by Ronelli. Uh, failing to qualify with one of Albania's best ever songs. It got 58 points. It got 47 televotes, including... Oh, sorry, 48 televotes and 12 jury votes, all from Greece. And I need someone to explain the rules of the show to the Greeks that they are allowed to vote for any country and not just <laughs> their neighbours. Uh, but let's play the song first, then we can bitch it. <laughs> when those envelopes were being opened and she just kind of realised it wasn't going to be her day. It's a great song to open up the semi-final uh, and it's always hard being the first act on the stage. But the fucking earthling that designed that frock needs beheading. It was just awful. <laughs> and they made it look like... Uh, it was a big pink thing, like Vicky Pollard. It was just nasty, you know what I mean? Obviously not as bad as Vicky Pollard. But and the, the thing is, they had the chance to get it right because yes. after the first rehearsals, they, they were like ticked off for wearing indecently inappropriate, overexposed exactly. outfits. So it was like, go back to the drawing board. You've got 10 days, two weeks to sort all this out. Look at all the reaction uh, and, and then and, and do something much more refined and elegant and and the problem is that because she hogged the stage so much in the middle of all this entourage and the camera kept moving zooming into her it just put her under the microscope and made the whole 
I mean, I don't want to say that they didn't qualify just because of the dress, because the whole thing looked. It, it was. The whole thing was <laughs> no, the whole thing was very loose and not coordinated. It was all very all over the place. It just looked like an octopus, sort of just like losing its kind of floundering, floundering. Yeah, but but you know, when you just play that clip there and you listen to it, and you think. What on how earth? How did that not make the top ten? The male dancers were great, but that female dancer yeah, comparing yeah. her to all over the shop. Ronelli was just weird. Yeah. I think there was a series of unfortunate events that happened here. Um, <laughs> this was my biggest disappointment by far. Before the contest, this was one of, maybe my favorite track. But even before the show, there had been reactions online about how badly the rehearsals had gone and it wasn't working. And then when I saw the show, it it looked nothing like the national performance. It looked nothing like the video. So they had already achieved really good things that they then just scrapped and started from scratch. You know, and they took a chance to do something new and that really didn't pay off. A lot of other countries that were quite successful just built on what they already had. And that's, for instance, what Sweden always does. It had a lot of the hallmarks of Malta's rather crass Jean Macas stagey from last year, but worse. That's completely true, actually. That, I, I completely agree. You, you said like Sweden does. Sweden never progresses from, from the LF final. It's always exactly the same. But we'll get to that when we get to Sweden. <laughs> yeah, at least they don't scrap what's already working, you know. And like Albania had two really good things that were already working and for some reason didn't go with any of them. Just disappeared. But a great artist and I'm, I'm really disappointed for her as I'm not for the song that came 11th in its semi-final for the second year running with Croatia. Um, song's called Guilty Pleasure, sung by Mia Dimsic. She got 75 points, she got 33 tally votes including 12 from Slovenia and 42 jury points. songs that sounds much better without having to look at it. That frock was appalling. It didn't suit her, it didn't suit the song, and I couldn't focus on the song because of the frock. Well, um, they came 11th like they did last year, but lest you think that it's really hard luck uh, on Croatia for the second year running, I just want to say something. Last year, TikTok missed out by like a vote or two. This year, there was a huge gulf <laughs> in the votes between 10th and 11th place. So don't be under any illusion that Croatia almost <laughs> got into the final. It didn't. Um, I think this is a sweet little song. I know, Juan, you were beastly and horrible He's about had a pint it. of Prosecco already, hasn't yeah, he? It, yeah, it did. I mean, honestly, I'm really surprised it didn't come last or next to last. Um, and I also want to thank Croatia for not qualifying because that was one of my few winning bets this year. So thank you, oh. La Croatie. <laughs> More of that later as well. <laughs> I thought you said Slovenia gave 12 points, but actually in total it gave 20 points, which is a large chunk of, of a Croatia's actual total. If you take away like the neighborly voting, they weren't actually that popular. Um, and she does hit the notes, but the song isn't actually very hard to sing. Uh, but I did like her black boots and her guitar. But even changing the dancer around from the national final performance, 
to was three no, was no better, was it? It didn't, didn't improve the song. There's no progress there. Uh, so that's all the songs in the first semi-final. So the second semi-final um, was on Thursday, May the 12th. Now, this is where the voting scandal began, seemingly with six dodgy countries giving what the EBU considers irregular voting patterns, and their points were substituted by an aggregate or something, we will never know. But can I just say, Martin Osterdahl, how can a man be so handsome, yet so uncontrollably dull? He makes John Ola Sands seem like Father Christmas. You He's just I mean? Swedish. Ah, oh. <laughs> bring back Frank Neff, that's what I say. 18th and last, and this hurt me, uh, in the second semi-final was Georgia, locked me in my circus murkers. They got 22 points, nine, nine. Nine, just nine televotes and 13 jury points. Fairly, but it still hurt, you know. There was just something missing, a bit of energy uh, from the performance. But they've had great exposure, thanks to Eurovision. And I will continue to be a fan of Circus Mercus because I think they're great. And also, in a year very heavy on slow ballads, uh, my goodness, the competition needed these sorts of things just for that light and shade, for that contrast. If they'd not had these kind of songs to punctuate between the slow ones, the whole thing would have been a dirge. So, uh, I mean, you know, I, I was doubtful that this would qualify, and I'm afraid I did bet on it <laughs> not to qualify. Ooh, but I, but, no, but I didn't think it would come last. <laughs> that's that's just not fair. Last. No. How much did you win? About twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> a song like this is always a bit hit or miss. If it hits, it hits hard, and if it misses, you know, it can very easily miss. I think it, it was close. A lot of things they got right. I personally like it from from a competition point of view it was very static both the camera angles and them as performers they could have been more wacky couldn't they yeah. yes because given the nature of the music itself yes. they could have really they, they thought that the outfits would be enough to say we're wacky but actually they needed to do an awful lot more there more pace more energy more surprises and actually uh, speaking of the outfits you could only see the eyes of one of them so it was hard to connect and, and even he looked a bit bored didn't he yeah <laughs> so they needed a lot to compensate for that and there was nothing happening coming 17th Montenegro I'm afraid uh, Vladana singing her song Breathe about her mother dying from Covid she got 33 points she got 22 televotes in including a 12 from Serbia, plus 11 jury votes. Votes, votes. Beautiful, but that big circle thing attached 
to her spine for me was a bit distracting. I thought it was going to do something like spin around and carry her across the auditorium. But only 11 jury points? Come on. That was mean. I mean, to my mind, there's only one song with these kind of lyrics that was done, and that was The Hollies, The Air That I Breathe. That's it. It's been done. When you listen to what she's singing about, it's like, yeah, we know the backstory about your mum, but the lyrics do sound a little bit banal. But she did sing beautifully. The Hollies. How old are you? <laughs> the bloody Hollies. 60s. Well, you know, I've got my senior rail card. <laughs> For me, this song, the studio cut, was one of my biggest growers of the year. I really love this song. And I actually think that the broken English kind of adds a desperation. All the songs the... that you liked did really badly yes. this year, didn't they? <laughs> they did. Uh, and uh, Well, not, just, all, just not rub, all. Just rubbing it in. Yes. But given that it's about such a powerful and tragic subject the staging i thought did not communicate that at, at all. all at all and also like on the stage when she's singing she has this huge stage like massive led screens and she's trying to impress with some twinkling fairy lights it doesn't really make any sense at all what she was wearing do you know didn't, what i mean didn't we need to see her mum yeah i mean it feels so uh, insincere, really. If you remember Michael Schulter in 2018, all about his dad and the gift of the life, we had those images of uh, a little boy and his dad, and the minute those come on, the commentators in all these different countries have to say, oh, and this is a song about so-and-so, and they begin to tell the story. If she'd have had a bit of that, I think oh, she'd yes. have got a lot more. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Coming 16th was Malta, I am what I am. It got 47 points, 20 from the televoting, which is pretty poor, and 27 from the jury votes. Sung by Emma. This is my master plan. I'm gonna take a stand. Take it or leave it. I am what I am. I believe that I can. I'm gonna take a man. Take it or leave it. I I think we're in agreement here in the studio that she's very lucky not to have lost, to be honest. To have come absolutely last, yeah. yeah. I mean, in terms of the banalometer, <laughs> if you could get such an instrument out, this would be like a Geiger counter registering very, very high radiation levels. It's an appallingly <laughs> banal, plastic, empty piece of rubbish sung quite badly. So it's a miracle that it even got any points. Uh, what were we saying when we were Malta, listening Malta, to it? No, Malta. we were saying instant vomit. Honestly, <laughs> in a year where the UK did very, very well, this feels <laughs> a little bit like what the UK used to send. Uh, it's Joss Dubovi, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> it's really awful. But I thought, I, I thought she tried her best to sell it, to give it like some sort of like United States kind of glee, overly positive yeah. vibe, and it just didn't work. If she'd stood there and read the telephone directory for three minutes, I'd have given it more points. Yes. <laughs> I was elated that she started at the piano and then she stood on it while the piano played on. Now, that's magic, folks. And there was no Andrew Lloyd Webber around either. There was not. No, you're right. <laughs> 15th was Ireland and Brooke with her song, That's Rich. She also got 47 points. She got 35 televotes including 12 from the United Kingdom United Kingdom and she got 12 jury points always putting me down well i got news for you you say i use you now 
So improvements there for Ireland because they finished last in the last two semi-finals this year. Coming 15th was uh, an overachievement. I think they need to beef up their Euro Song finals in Ireland this uh, next year. She, she, to her great credit, came on leaps and bounds after the rather disastrous. Uh, unveiling of this programme on the Late Late Show and, and Dublin. Everyone <laughs> everyone looked at it and thought, oh, my God. I mean, she tightened up her vocals, the, the energy, and, you know, semi-professionalism. Let's not go overboard, but, it was, it was, you know, she had a certain presence. She was very, very likeable. There were a lot of people out there really, really rooting for Ireland this year. But the song is a pretty empty sort of toe-tapping piece of... Neither this nor the other. So fodder, fodder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so let let's say last last year, fifteenth. Um, probably in another two or three years, they might just get in ninth or tenth. And Fingers and toes. <laughs> I totally agree with you about the song. It is soulless, uh, pointless. I don't. I think the people who wrote it don't even care. Right, but she actually squeezed every drop out of it. I thought she did so 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 well. She has loads of charm that really kind of makes you want to root for her and and dance along. So I congratulations to her. She sold the hell out of it and elevated a very average song. Yeah, she did no wrong. Fourteenth uh, was San Marino songs called Stripper. Performed by Achille Lauro. He got 50 points. He got 29 televotes and 21 jury votes, including a 12 from Belgium. I like the Belgium jury. I had this as a dead cert to qualify, so I know nothing about music. I think he was awesome. My only complaint would be that he didn't really engage his eyes with the camera throughout the whole performance, unfortunately. I, I don't think he's the greatest singer in the world, to be honest. I found his vocals a little bit on the rough side, but my real problem with this one was the slight incoherence of the staging, which was... They just threw everything at it. I mean, it's just like, we've got this infinite budget and we're just going to grab everything that's available and True. chuck it onto the stage for three minutes including a bucking bronco for the last 20 seconds and then everyone will go oh it's the bucking bronco song it didn't <laughs> it, it lacked it lacked some focus i thought as a song yeah. you know yeah i totally agree with the focus part because i think the focus was supposed to be him and his connection to the camera but he seems to be hiding underneath the hat hiding behind the microphone and if you don't have that focus it all just becomes a mess where it's supposed to just be a mess around this focus. And I actually loved it. I did understand, though, why it didn't go get through. It was a bit too much of everything, but I loved that. 
And I sorely, sorely missed this in the final because this is kind of what I'm looking for at Eurovision. Like a bit of craziness, a bit of randomness, a bit of a bit of awesomeness. Yeah, if they got 12 points from Italy, uh, yeah, still not enough to get them into the final. Anyway, coming 13th was Israel with Im uh, and Michael Ben David. He got 61 points. He got 27 telly votes and just 34 from the jury. Yes, um, will I? Um, my, I uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, his olives. <laughs> there was a lot of in your face gay this year, which I think hurts. Michael Ben David, personally, I thought he was absolutely fantastic, and um, I was quite sad that he didn't get through, to be honest. I didn't like the song, I thought it was very slick. I couldn't fault the choreography and the slickness of the three minutes, but. You know, I just think the whole thing was, to my mind, rather vacuous. And also as a song, it takes a while to get going to that catchy meme bit, probably about a minute in or something like that. And that's a third of the song gone. And you've got to grab people straight away. I straight think. away. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a stereotype and no one wants to, you know, see themselves in a stereotype. He doesn't feel real, you know, authentic. Uh, he said, wafting his limp wrists around yeah. in front of the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry, my limp wrists are completely authentic <laughs> to me. Paste, paste. <laughs> um, what was I saying? But like, oh, we've thrown him, we've thrown him. <laughs> <laughs> just taking my notes. Uh, but I mean, just based on the performance, sure, it deserves to qualify. But, you know, his antics didn't really help. Also, you know, there was a, a journalist of Al Jazeera shot in Israel just before the Eurovision. And I think that didn't help either, uh, especially with the, the war in Ukraine happening. And this is the year of, you know, other factors in the, in the Eurovision, I guess. And I think Israel was um, affected by that. Hurt by that. Uh, coming 12 with Cyprus, uh, the song's called Ella and sung by Andro Match. Um, <laughs> Another one of your favourites. Oh Juan. my God! Yeah, yes. it really was. <laughs> the Kiss of Death yes. by Juan. Le Bisou de la Mort. Yes. Uh, Sixty-three points. You got fifty-four televotes, including twelve from Azerbaijan, and a very, very lowly nine points from the juries. Uh, um, I couldn't get used to that Venus shell thing that she was wedged into. I felt a bit angst, to be honest. In the uh, second semi-final where this came on, after 30 seconds, um, 
Sam, 19 years old. Hi, Sam, Sam looked at me. <laughs> oh my. Sam looked at me with this puzzled look, and then he just said, "She's flat. She's really flat." And I said, "Uh, I can't disagree." Um, this was one of your favorites, wasn't it? I think Juan. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I think it still is a beautiful song. And I actually liked the staging. I thought it was like elegant and feminine. However, the vocals were really off. Her voice was beautiful. Like her timbre was wonderful. And in her personal key, she sang it really well. <laughs> Unfortunately, that key did not correspond to the rest of the song. I think also the song is very, very difficult to 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 sing to with the instrumentation it has. In the verses, you have this very muddy bass and that's pretty pretty much it. it's it's so easy to get lost especially if you're nervous so i don't know why they didn't sort that out like why they didn't have a different track in her in-ear but whatever i can see why it didn't get through but i still love the song it was sad not to see cyprus in the final and finally coming 11th in the second semi-final was a song from north macedonia circles by andrea now she got 76 points she got uh, 20 televotes and she got 56 jury points including a 12 from Germany. Who's in that German jury? You don't wanna test my limits, but something tells me you're not listening. Probably you're going crazy. It's all you've been doing lately. You don't wanna test my limits. I gave you up, but you're not listening. Can you stop calling me, baby? got an angry singing face, hasn't she? <laughs> she has. Yeah, she, she, was... she looks a little bit like an Eeyore, you know, like so sad <laughs> and depressed. I, I had this down to come last or next to last. I mean, I, I find it insulting that George got fewer points than this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I found the lyrics inane. I think, I mean, it's called Circles. It just goes round and round and goes nowhere. And I mean, it's probably appropriately inane, but and, and 12 points from the German, German jury? jury to... North Macedonia, what's all that about? Anyway, very strange. Um, in a year where loads of very, very strong songs really floundered uh, live, North Macedonia, she really stepped her game up. She really hit it out of the park vocally. She was very present, even though I think she has this kind of depressed look about her. It, she came across really strongly and she sang it really well. And I think that made a difference. Well, that's the semi-final failures sorted out. So we're going to give ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> Can we go home now? <laughs> <laughs> Stay sat sitting, lad. Stay sat sitting. And um, before we get stuck into the final, let's mention quickly the opening and the interval acts. Give Pete a chance. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Oh, I thought that was really nice. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, come on. I was, I was welling <laughs> yeah, up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no. mean, if you're talking about Interval Acts, for me, yes, I know probably exactly. the most memorable part of this whole of the Eurovision season. I, I hope you're going to say what you think, what I think you're going to say. Diodato. Oh, no. Diodato. Yes, Diodato. Yeah. He, he Not won only, Eurovision 2022. Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> He almost certainly, I think, would have won in 2020. And it would have been a very tough fight between him and Switzerland, Lithuania, Iceland. Um, go back to our Russia. previous programs. Um, but actually, apart from the beauty of the song, the choreography, 
those bodies, the way they lifted him up, it was. I had a big lump in my throat. I, I, I was goose. No, I, sh- I shed a tear or two. Goose bumped out. I'm, I'm still crying. Look, can the camera catch <laughs> yeah, that? And if you didn't, if you can't remember what we're talking about, go back and watch it on YouTube because it was stellar. Yeah, I can only agree. <laughs> I was going to say Diodato was the only thing I remember. That was my yeah. moment of the week. Exactly. And uh, like I said before, for me, that was maybe even the performance of Eurovision in 2022. <laughs> yeah, actually, better than all the songs <laughs> Possibly, like, put together. Yeah. And so on to the final. We've got 25 songs, so we're going to flick through them. But you'll notice as we progress through the podcast, the song quality will get better and better. <laughs> and we will get cheerier and cheerier. We certainly will. And speaking on behalf of not Europe but the whole planet we're all truly excited to listen to what has become a Eurobrish tradition which is listening to Mark and Juan duetting the winning song at the end of this podcast Um, the boys have been arguing who's going to do the rap bit I've been in the middle of this argument I'll do the flute bit (laughs) right coming 25th and last on the big night we have no surprise Germany Malik Harris and his song Rockstars he got six tally points and nothing from the jury well I'm let's glad the yes let's do that <laughs> we are we used to be the rock stars we never thought of no heart until this thing we could life stop I wish there was a way to go back dreaming remembering it so hard when time is moving so fast, wish there was a way to know that we've been the good old days before we all just leave them. So that's Germany coming last again. So that's the bottom two for Germany in six out of the last seven contests. And I loathe for anyone to go for the embarrassment of getting those points or a low score. But he was kind of cool, like he knew he was going to lose. You know what I mean? He was laughing his head off. I mean, literally. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't get zero points. Uh, it didn't deserve zero. Simply because it was an elevated performance from the national final, but it just wasn't on the same level as the other countries. This was a real no-brainer for a bet to come last. I don't know why I didn't take advantage of my hunch and intuition. Um, but it is it is depressing, isn't it, for Germany? I mean, one of the big five. I mean, you think that... The last decent song, apart from Michael Schulz in 2018, the last one was Standing Still 2012, I would say. They've just had... Raman Lob. Oh, what a lovely, gorgeous man. Anyway, um, you know, what a string of turkeys they've delivered. I, I mean, there's something else then. Oh, <laughs> sausages. Turkeys. Coming 24th, this is my big surprise of the night, only 24th, was a song from France. Song's called Foulaine, means spark. Sung by gorgeous Alvan and his trio of Ahez. They got just 17 points, eight from the televote and nine from jury.
I thought they nailed it. I thought the stage, all that greenness was stunning. And one of my guests had this as a, like a sort of satanic flamenco. Um, <laughs> but uh, when we did our points in the interval, and I think I gave Fran something like six points, the rest of my guests on Saturday night were la laughing at me, calling me insane. And then I kind of realised that this song isn't a shower, it's a grower. You need to listen to it a few times to get it. And, and one listen isn't enough. I think you need to listen to the studio version to get it because the live version isn't enough. Uh, I think vocally, it just didn't work. I thought from the national final, they were messy and on the night, they were also messy. It didn't feel like there was a lot of elevation. And also style-wise, like their clothing, I was assuming and hoping that they would go more towards the ritualistic... Naked. Or maybe naked, but more towards the ritualistic side of it. But they still look like some sort of office workers dressing up a little bit and turning up at the Eurovision stage. A bit of a mess for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, it was a bit incoherent, but there were parallels made between this and Shum from the Ukraine last year in terms of its vibe and its energy. And I think also there was a sentimental factor. We thought, oh, Breton, how lovely, just the second ever entry in that language, and it still got relegated to next to last. Uh, I, I thought this would have been mid-division, but I'm surprised it finished so low down. 23rd was Sisturus from Iceland. They got 20 points, nice and even, 10 from the televote and 10 from the jury. Oh, I love this. Play the song now! Say, say. Those lovely Icelandic harmonies, so beautiful and haunting. They did well to get to the final, let's face it. Uh, I think in everybody's mind, this was uh, a real borderline, and it was fairly borderline. They just squeaked through uh, into, into the final itself. No surprise that it ended where it did, but very creditable. Um, well done, Iceland. We'd like more songs in your language, please. Yes, please. Yes, and especially after France, hearing harmonies that are rock solid, super tight, extremely well performed, even if there wasn't, like, stage-wise, a massive elevation from the national final, they, you know, they were dressed as cowboys and they stuck to their guns, pun intended. Uh, Sorry, I'm not pausing for a comical effect. I just can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> we know, darling, we know. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> no, it wasn't meant to be funny. Uh, I, I, I'm just glad when uh, musicianship and quality gets through. And this is what this is. Yes. Also, I'd like to mention that one sister is gay, another is bisexual, and the straight one has a trans child. So they're all very involved in trans rights and gay rights. So good on them. Coming 22nd on the big Saturday night was the Czech Republic. We are dummy. The lights are off. They've got 38 points, five from this holy vote. Hello, five. And 33 jury points.
they, they came fourth in their semi-final, semi-final two, when they were last on stage, the pimp slots. But then, of course, they lost most of those points when they became the opening act on the big night. And that's not the first time that that's happened. It happened recently. But let's point out that the Czechs, along with Albania, have been notably cursed by the producers of the show with repeated bad draws. They've qualified from the semi-finals four times, and three of those four times they were given first, second and third on stage. So it's not fair. It, it isn't fair, and it's also the case that they often do creditably well with the juries and get next to nothing with the television. I remember late Malawi, the look on their face where they got something like 159 jury points and like seven uh, televotes or something. Uh, not quite the exact figures, but it wasn't far Because they were third on stage. Yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, the, the alarm bells are ringing for me when the aforementioned lovely Sam... Uh, when this opened the contest, uh, actually, I think he heard it on semi-final night, and he said, his eyes lit up, and he said, oh, this is really cool. This is just the kind of thing I can imagine playing in the club. And I thought, that's not a sign of a Eurovision successful song. But basically, with a few exceptions, these dance track numbers don't... I mean, Halo, this... I can't think of a song, um, really, of this genre that does incredibly well. And, and, and you know, the pity is... She started off very, very badly with the rehearsals. Everyone going, oh, God, this is terrible. It's going downhill. It's going to be a disaster. And her vocals got better and better and better. So when it came to the actual semi and the grand final, she performed very creditably. Very well. So I just think, it. I mean, come on, organisers, be a bit nicer to the Czech Republic. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, you compared it to Austria, but this is another level of quality from the Austrian song. I think this is a much better track. Polished. Uh, much more polished. Um, it's slick. Yeah, it's slick and it has one foot in pop and one foot in electronic music. And it is very, very much like what the young kids are listening to today. Uh, what I think is the problem is a little bit her charisma and her stage presence. She isn't the most engaging performer, True. but the, the staging kind of did its best to compensate for that. It was super spectacular. A lot of things were happening and the focus wasn't so much on her. So I really was stumped that it that it got so low points, but it must have been the running order, like you were saying. Uh, coming 21st was Finland, the Rasmus and their song Jezebel. They also got 34 points, the same as the Czechs, but crucially, they got more televotes. They got 26 televotes and just 12 from the jury. And the Rasmus are the 57th best-selling act of all time in Finland. They've sold more albums and Tina Turner and Guns N' Roses, yet they just get 26 jury points. Explique, por favor. A yellow balloon. <laughs> he looked really know. creepy standing there. Chucky. Yeah. He looked like some 
child molester. I love the yellow. Ten-year-old little girl with that massive balloon. Yeah. He's so tiny with that big balloon. People lost a lot of faith in the song approaching... Because of the balloon? No, because of his vocals. He was really weak. It's like, I don't know, he's not got a voice or he's not getting close to the microphone. Or It's like, where is the voice? Uh, and he did perform better in the final itself, but certainly in the jury rehearsal for the semis and the semi itself, there was a kind of like, oh my God, you know, are they going to get through or not? So it doesn't surprise me that this ended quite a long way down uh, as we compete with the sound of our builders coming banging, through the door. Banging, banging, banging. It's all <laughs> about banging. There's a lot of banging. banging going on in the corridor. What did you think, Juan? I think that they are very seasoned performers who are used to, evidently are used to working together. They have a chemistry together and they're so comfortable together and you can't fake that. I was very tired of the song once it came to the Eurovision, but my first reaction when I first heard it was that this was a lot of fun. Uh, it reminded me of Alice Cooper Poison, and actually one of the songwriters is... Uh, he wrote Poison? Uh, oh, yeah, really? Poison okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must really have a by now, good grief. Yes, and it, I mean, it really sounds like a dated 80s rock track, uh, and it's sort of kitchen camp in that way, and I think a lot of people resonated with that. Well, there's 40 songs, and we're now into the top 20, so like I say, the uh, standard is getting better and better throughout. Number 20 in the uh, grand final was Armenia, Rosalind and Snap. She got 61 points, 21 televotes, and 40 jury votes. I'm going to snap in a minute. Did you like the staging? <laughs> no! No, not my favourite <laughs> staging. I mean, it was... It, it did what it needed to do kind of thing. Like, it had a slow start and then a big bang at the end, a big moment at the end when she ripped it out. That was like, no oh. big bang moment. Well, I mean... It wasn't even a moment. Of, well, kind of. It was pretending to be a moment. So at least there was some sort of... There was a... Can you say... Yeah, dynamism to the staging. However, what I did like was her presence and her voice. I, I do not like the song. I'll just be honest with that. Uh, but however... Uh, in a year, like we've said before, where a lot of the good songs <laughs> floundered. Some maybe not so good songs took advantage of that with great vocal performances and stage presence, and she definitely did that. The, there should have been a caption under this song that said, this song was sponsored by Post-it Notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you hadn't seen the staging before, the moment where she comes out from the little mini capsule of her little private house onto the stage is kind of, ooh, that's clever moment. But that lasts about two seconds. And then that's, you know, that's the end of the kind of fun in a sense. I just find the song really banal. I just find it so empty. I don't think that any great staging in the world is really going to rescue this. And, you know, this, this would... If I'd have had my way, this would have been an unqualified. But anyway, Armenia, you have sent much better songs. And she burst through that hole in a beige trouser suit. You know what I mean? I mean, we can relate to half You've got quite a thing about frocks and dresses tonight, haven't you? It's important. Uh, 19th was uh, Jérémy Marquiesi for Belgium. His song's called Miss You. He got 64 points. He got five televotes, which is two more than Hoover Phonic last year, and 59 jury points. I'm gonna miss you now. I promise I will miss you now. 
thought he was really good. Really good. Really good. And I liked his dances. Hmm. Obviously, you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I found as uh, this song was played more and more as the final got closer and closer, the more and more tired I was getting of it. I don't know why. I think he was a very competent vocal performer, but the song is a bit of a kind of, hmm, so what song. Mm. Um, I can see why the juries probably looked at the vocal delivery and thought it was solid and, and worthy of some points. But uh, to be honest, I mean, Huberphonic were 100 times more interesting last year and didn't really do as well. This got more jury votes than Poland. And I don't really, inexplicable. Inexplicable. I don't understand what's happening because, sure, he did deliver a good performance vocally to a very deceptively difficult song to sing. But the song is very average, and the bad and the staging is bad. Um, and as a jury member, I'm thinking you're supposed to vote on the whole package. And also, yes, he delivered a good vocal performance, but not on the high notes. He kind of hit them, but he hit them very softly and not very well. Try and stay calm, okay? <laughs> Try and stay calm. Coming 18th was Romania. Lamame uh, by WRS. He got 65 points, 53 televotes, and 12 points from the jury. The curse of being drawn second continues. Hola, mi bebe. Hola, mi bebe. Yamame, yamame. Yamame, yamame. Hola, mi bebe. Hola, mi bebe. Yamame, yamame. Yamame, yamame. It was better than the Spanish entry, if you want my <laughs> humble opinion. Oh. Do you know, this was such a toe-tapping pleaser. It's great to have Romania back in the final again. Hello, I'm, Romania. Hello, yeah, Romania. Yeah, and, and as I said earlier on, but I'll repeat it again, very bold of the organisers to go for two up-tempo songs in the first two songs. Hmm. This is the point where normally you get the most dreary ballad exactly. that gets sentenced to last position in the, uh, in, in the grand final scoreboard. So very credit performance Romania you can only get better I think next year hopefully um, with something a bit more authentically Romanian or something soulful but it was such a pleasing song and and uh, my party in Manchester loved it Aww. and also I absolutely loved the entire thing oh, here um, we go. Uh, speaking of authenticity okay yeah it's not Romanian as such. It is Romanian as as in like it is authentic Romanian kitsch uh, going back from the noughties. Uh, it's almost like fan service. Uh, out of all of the entries, I think this is the one where I had the most fun, even compared to uh, Moldova. Uh, and there were a lot of performances this year where you're just supposed to sit there and admire. And this was more like inviting you to dance and sing along to the Eurovision kitsch of it all. I loved it. You did actually really, really love it. I was I there um, and watching him loving it. It was quite <laughs> surreal. Coming 17 for Switzerland, Marius Bear, that's his porn star name, and Boys Do Cry. He got 78 points. He got 78 from the jury and absolutely nothing 
from the Televert. So yes, boys do cry, it seems. That was hard to hear. Hearts, they got broken. God only knows why. And sometimes aeroplanes fall down from the sky. Mountains, they crumble. And rivers, they run dry. And oh, oh, oh. John Lewis, Chris Pedalvert, but I did feel really sorry for him when he got no points from the uh, from the uh, telly vote. <laughs> and what happened when he got zero points in the telly vote? He got a bear hug. From, and he started crying. From Sam Ryder. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the green room, they cut to him and Sam got up and just put his arms around him. Oh, I'm going to go off on one now. Who shouldn't have told me that? <laughs> well, it was lovely. It was lovely. So I don't really... No, I don't rate the song. Yes, you do. But he elevated the song massively. I thought his vocals were absolutely phenomenal. For me, the best singer in the contest. You know when a cat... <laughs> when a cat gets gets lifted by the scruff of the neck and just freezes. I felt like that when he sang. I just couldn't move. Uh, I voted for him three times and I don't even like the song. I'm not on Twitter, but when he got zero points, I made an account just so I could tell him what a great singer he is. I thought he performed fantastically. And, well, I'm not going to comment anymore, actually. That's it. I, I, I loved his voice. Oh, babe, you've got me in tears here. That party political that? broadcast was brought to you by the Swiss government. <laughs> Oh, I'm welling up. Um, yep. 16th was Azerbaijan and Fade to Black by mm, Nadia Rustemli. He got 106 points. He got 103 points from the jury and three televotes. Which is three more than he got in the semi-final. Yeah, he got <laughs> no points uh, from the televotes in the semi-final. The first song ever to have progressed to the final with no <laughs> televotes. Hmm. How is this possible hmm. without money? Let's listen to the song. He's gorgeous. And I'm down, 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 down. In a memory a grey pullover. What was the point in that? And I don't know if you noticed, but he had his hair cut in between his semi-final on Thursday and the final on Saturday, and I think that's illegal. Well, I hadn't noticed, and I was too busy noticing... I was lusting after him. Yeah, well, you know, uh, chacun son goût, as they say in French. Um, I was admiring the fact that he sang so impressively lying on that staircase horizontally. 
you know, it's quite hard getting your diaphragm muscles going when you're lying in that kind of state. You know, do you? You would be surprised. <laughs> the, um, I can go quite high when I'm in that position, actually. Everyone, ev- everyone loved the artistic staging, the staircase. No, we didn't. And all the rest of it. Yeah, I think there was a general consensus that it was a good thing. But, you know, the guy's a very, very good singer, but the song is meh. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. A very, very good singer. I would say even a great singer. Uh, and the song is meh, but it is just there to show off his vocals. However, I don't really feel anything other than being really impressed by his technical ability. Uh, but still, very slick, very professional, very dramatic, maybe a bit overdramatic. Um but a, a great singer. I mean, that's all I have to say, really. Coming 15th was Australia, European Australia. The song was called Not the Same, sung by Sheldon Riley. He got 125 points. He got 123 jury points and <laughs> two telly votes. Just like Azerbaijan. Yes. But I'm not the same, no. The very second, the Saturday night tipsy televoter saw that facial bling and that monstrous white costume thrust upon them. Come on, it was just wrong on every level. And the message of the song and his stunning, breathtaking vocals just never stood a chance. He sabotaged his own song with his choice of costume, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I would agree with that. But also, uh, the, the more I had to listen to the song... Uh, in the run-up to the semi-final and the final, the more I just couldn't get away from the feeling of self-pity and self-reverential in, in, in indulgence, and it just felt funereal to me. I, it was, a, I mean, the, the reaction. Most of the people with me on the Saturday night had not heard these songs before, and they heard it the first time, and they were all just aghast. Um, well, even that, before he opened his mouth, probably. Well, yeah, because of the this weird thing over his face. I mean, at a, in a contest where everyone talks about eye contact and looking down the camera and connection, you've only got three minutes to do that. If you're going to wear that for two minutes and 15 seconds, you put yourself at a very big disadvantage. True. I wasn't as focused on the outfit as you guys. Uh, I didn't... You're not as superficial as us, then? Yes. I, <laughs> oh, I, um... I beg to differ. <laughs> I was more focusing on his voice, and that was actually really, really good, really fantastic. Yet another great singer, uh, very, very technically proficient, but also doing the kind of same thing as Azerbaijan. Both Azerbaijan and Australia have really great singers. Nice stairs. The, and very nice stairs. Very nice steps. True. Very nice steps. Uh, but the songs are just not that great. They just feel like a vehicle for the singer. And there was a lot of that this year. And it just got a bit samey. I think I lost and underappreciated. Well, facial bling might be the norm down under, but he's yet to catch on over here in Europe. And, of course, he won the Barbadex Award, which is no longer called the Barbadex Award. You know, they've changed the name for that. What's it called now? It's called the Your at Vision, which is a nice little play on words mm. from Eurovision. So, yeah, uh, for the winner of the most noticeable outfit, 
as voted for by fans. So, well done, Sheldon. You did actually win something. A close-run thing with Albania, I'd have thought. No. <laughs> Do you know who came second? Spain. What? Oh, controversial. I think, I think Norway were third. Moving on to number 14, Lithuania, Sentimaitai, Monica Liu. She got 128 points. She got 93 televotes and 35 jury points. Perfectly proper. of Lithuanian slinky disco. You know, when, when the thing with the revolving black son of death uh, thing happened, everyone was saying like, oh my God, Lithuania is the country that has been hit the hardest because apparently she was going to start in the middle of it and then work her way out. And instead, it was just a close-up of her all the time and it actually worked in her favour. She got to be even more charming. Yeah. How does one develop such charisma in one human lifetime? She looks like a young woman, but has the electric charm and magnetism of like a 200-year-old vampire. Uh, I, I think it was a phenomenal... Yeah? yeah, a good thing. <laughs> I think it was a phenomenal performance and so deserving of its high ranking and she can suck my blood anytime she wants. <laughs> there was, I think, a, like a Lisa Minnelli uh, cabaret yes. feel about her, you know, which was very seductive. And uh, there's one word that comes out quite frequently in the in the pre-semi and final blogging, which is relatability. You know, can you actually just relate to the person, like them? Do they? Do, do you want to know more about them? Are they staring at you? Do you? Do you? just feel positive with the vibe and you've either got that or you haven't she has it in droves so the mm. fact that the camera stayed on her all that time was all grist of the mill for Lithuania she was fantastic coming 13th was Estonia Stefan his song Hope he got 141 points in total 98 of those were televotes and 43 were from the jury Yeah, I mean, he was the last on stage, and for me, um, speaking on behalf of myself, I thought it was a very, very great way to finish the show, and I was very aroused, um, probably a little bit too much. But I need to say right now, we at Eurobliss are very proud to announce that Stefan is the winner of this year's much-coveted annual Eurobliss Winker of the Year competition. It was a very winkless contest, but we had to wait till the very last song, and two minutes, 13 seconds in, Stefan winked. So well done, Stefan. You won my wanker of the year award. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go on, say it. <laughs> um, this was a gift, wasn't it, to the organisers to have a song called Hope closing the show in an upbeat way. Um, I, 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 I felt very ambiguous about his um, athletics running up and down the yes. uh, from the main mm. stage to the mm. satellite stage because he, he got a bit breathless once or twice and the vocals went off a little bit. And, um, yeah, I think a point you've made, offering your microphone to the audience to sing is not a great way to keep control of a song. In a song uh, contest. I don't think, yeah. no. <laughs> and um, this will not be remembered in years to come as one of the great Estonian contributions to it Eurovision. It will. No, I don't think it will. Well. And you're wrong. And you're wrong. I beg to differ. I mean, maybe <laughs> a great Estonian contributions to your wank bank, but not to the oh. song contests. Uh, <laughs> because... <laughs> what do you know about my wank bank? <laughs> this entire performance rested on his charisma and his good looks. And from that perspective, he really pulled it off. Uh, Estonia was one of the entries that was most hurt by the staging difficulties and he really really made it work so that is to his credit but the song is not for me i didn't like it at the beginning of the contest and i haven't really changed my mind i see it as like monserma love doing johnny cash singing avici it feels so forced <laughs> and fake and put on and i did not connect but credit where credit is due he really performed the hell out of it love you steph um right coming 12th was what does that say that <laughs> Poland, Poland, Poland. That's right. Oh, Poland. Uh, it's uh, sung by uh, Christian Ochman, my lovely, lovely, lovely Christian Ochman, and the song's called River. He got 151 points, got 105 tally votes, and a very mere 46 <laughs> jury points. And I'm sitting here next to one little bewildered little boy because, um, remind us, because both Juan and I have forgotten. Um, you had oh money God. on Poland coming in the top. Was it the four top four no, mark? Top no, four. My, my two, are, you, are you sure it wasn't the top my, four? My, uh, <laughs> my, uh, I my bet you differ. Two, I, I kind of remember it was being I'm top, sure it was four. top four. Yeah. My yeah. two bets on Poland were top five and top ten. Top five, sorry, top five. Yeah. Smack me now. Oh dear. Uh, let's listen to the song that we can comment. I thought it was fabulous. In the Okay, so you were very brave and made no bones about the fact that you put a lot of money on this song to come in the top five. So let me ask you some questions about it. Did he look like an estate agent in his black suit? Do you agree with Graham Norton? Um, no, I'll tell you the funniest remark I heard about him was that he has the voice of an angel but stands there looking like a lemon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he... In the final, coming after Sam Ryder, that was a memory hole problem. But don't over-exaggerate that theory about why it flopped to 12th in the final because it only came 6th in the semi and it had a really good draw. It was 14th, it was coming after Romania, a lot of light and shade and contrast there. 
Um, this song only got points from nine out of 40 juries. When you think about the jury points that went to Azerbaijan and Australia, mm. and this guy's mm. vocals... And to Belgium. And, and to Belgium. This guy's vocals were as good as, uh, as good as, if not better, and the song was certainly better. Um, for many, many years, a lot of polls have said, it's not fair, we never, ever, ever get good treatment from the juries. We always have to rely on the televote. And I have to say, after this year, I have mm. a lot of sympathy in that. What did you think of his very, very cheesy thank you when he said, it's been a pleasure to perform your front of you all. <laughs> That's just the kind of thing an estate agent might have said about showing around the house. Yes. So, uh, exactly. and he, said, he said exactly the same thing twice, right? In the semi-final and in the final. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. So, I mean, this just shows that he doesn't really know himself as an artist. Yeah, he doesn't have the, the, the sureness to just project himself out and show his personality, show vulnerability. Um, the staging was very dark. Okay. And so mysterious and a bit he weird. He doesn't have the best stage presence, but a fantastic voice, superb control. I think I agree with you. Of the technical singers, he is the most proficient. And they took a chance with the staging. It wasn't 100% successful, but it was still dynamic and appropriate for the song. And I think they were trying a little bit too hard to compensate for his lack of e emoting. But I can't understand why the juries did not give Poland more points. Because from any way I look at it, it's a very, very good performance. Uh, anyway, I think things are still looking very much up for Poland. I think... Uh, their national final was very strong. Absolutely. And uh, this was a very good performance, even though it wasn't credited. And I think Poland is uh, someone to watch out for. The best result for Poland since 2016, but still left me £300 short. <gasps> oh, you've given us a figure. I can't believe it. £300. But I did get quite a lot of that money back on the other bets I made. But it was still the first time since 2014. Thank you, Andreas Kalis Saunders running hungry <laughs> for landing me in the soup. He was the last time I got Ockmund. You know. oh, oh. Is, is, is that a thing now, being Ockmund? Yeah, yeah, losing money at Eurovision. <laughs> I'll be back next year, don't you worry. I'm sure you will. All of you people <laughs> tuning in, listening for my tips, don't lose faith. <laughs> yeah, right. That was Poland's fifth best result in 24 contests. OK, we move on to the song that came 11th, the Netherlands, Steam, Di Dipti. Uh, 171 points. They've got a 42, very low televote, and 129 jury points, including a dues from our Italian hosts who know all about music. Da, da, da. Top 10, should have been top 10. I mean, at least. Uh, for me, this is maybe still my favorite song of the year. And she is so cool live, perhaps a little too cool. Like, I'm nitpicking because it was a very classy 
very reserved and beautiful performance, but I would have liked a little bit more oomph, you know, uh, a little bit more pizzazz to kind of get, get the audience going. And especially at the end, where she does the the croaking emotive thing, oh. it is it is put on, but it is so credible. She is so good at controlling her emotions and making them sound real that I would hate to be in a relationship with her. She is would be a fantastic liar, and you don't <laughs> you don't know what what is real and what isn't. Well, you think she's a psycho? <laughs> um, I I wasn't pizzazz. I was looking for from this. I I think given the nature of the song and the song called you know the depth. Um, I wanted something rather more mystical and low-lit and moody and it just looked a bit too direct and slightly brash, um, as though as Mary Hopkin had got up on the stage somehow. Well, that's what I mean by possess, a bit of... Yeah, a bit of yeah, I, I needed a bit more mystery about it. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, I'm sorry, Poland and the Netherlands were my two favourite songs this year and they both came outside of the top ten? Don't understand. Which makes it even worse because we're now in the top ten, and it's Norway that came tenth, giving the uh, banana to the wolf from Subwolfa. <sighs> they got 182 points, so uh, 11 more points from the Netherlands. They got 146 from the Televote and 36 well-deserved, very low points from the jury. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. Before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf, give that wolf. Despite my love of bananas, by the time that this came round, uh, the novelty had worn off for me completely. I was very bored of it. It is a song that it's not charms. A it's a song that charms and makes you smile the first time you hear it. The second time you hear it, you go, oh, well, there's one or two people I know who might rather like this. And then the third time you hear it, you think, hmm. Uh, stop. Eurovision probably does need... Uh, songs like this but actually it's not one of my favorites i think the televote for this would have come from the kids the family viewing you know the kind of les enfants yeah exactly but um you know norway for the song that has given us uh, kino and monster like me and margaret berger over the years this won't be in our shopping list of great norwegian entries true yeah as as humor entries go I think it was really slick and interesting, but also a little bit dated in this kind of like random humor. The novelty of that kind of humor has worn off. However, on the night, it was really fun. You learned the dance, didn't you, I believe? I learned the dance. You learned the dance. And my sister learned the dance and we were uh, online uh, dancing together and we both hit it out of the park. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, This is very interesting. Coming ninth was Portugal. Uh, Mauro and Saudade, Saudade, excuse the pronunciation. She's got 207 points. The interesting part is she got 171 very well-deserved jury points and only 36 televotes. And everyone I know loves this song. So she came fifth with the juries, but she was fifth and a third on stage. So the poor draw says it all about the poor televotes. Anyway, um, the Portuguese Renaissance continues. Let's play the song. 
To me, that's one of a song that you would like, no? Yeah, I, I don't know why it didn't quite take off for me. I mean, I, I, I like the capella sort of format of the way they staged it. And actually, they have this huge advantage. They were one of the very few songs not to use the main stage. They yeah. All, yeah. all went on the satellite <laughs> stage. So all those problems with the staging, sorry, we've gone to another space, so we're OK. They benefited <laughs> from that. Um, number three was a bit cruel in the running order, it must be said. Um, but if you remember in our preview, we coupled this with Iceland as very pleasant, lyrical, melodic, easy on the ear um, pieces. And yet Iceland ended up 23rd and this one ended up yeah, ninth. Interesting. Mm. Um, uh, okay, I would attribute that to elevation from the national final, whereas Iceland kind of kept what they had. Uh, Portugal... Even though there were subtle changes, they were very, very effective. I had a problem in the national final with her sort of flat dynamics. She uses this kind of Victoria from Bulgaria kind of airy voice. Uh, but she has a lot more earth and depth to her voice. But still, she doesn't really resonate a lot. And the backing vocalists, when the Eurovision came on, really helped to lift it in the chorus like and really made it soar. For me, it became my favorite performance of the year. Uh, oh. Yes, and I thought the vocals were fantastic. The harmonies were so tight, were so beautiful, almost as one voice. It was such intimate staging, like a covenant of benevolent witches singing earth magic to Europe. Loved it. Oof, get you. Yes. <laughs> Greece came eighth. The song's called Die Together, performed by Amanda Tenfjord. She got 215 points, 57 tally votes, including a dues from Albania, and 158 jury points, including six dues. Thank you, Greece. This is Greece's second top ten finish in consecutive years, yes. which is quite commendable. Is it Greece's or is it Norway's? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I like the staging with those chairs. Um, I don't think her vocals were quite as brilliant as a lot of people were saying they were. I thought they got a bit ragged once or twice. But I, I don't mind this ending up where it did. Um I didn't have this down as a winner, like some people were getting a bit hysterical about it. But, um, I mean, you know, eighth, no higher. I didn't like a dress, full stop. I actually, this song... Another dress comment, sorry, <laughs> Juan, but really? 
Yes. Yeah. This this <laughs> song actually really grew on me when I heard the live performance because I thought she sang and performed it fantastically in the semi-final. And then when the final came, like the vocals were not as good. It was a yeah. she was a bit flat, but her voice is completely beautiful and transforms the song into something else. I thought the shimmering Victorian pajama she had on uh was lovely. I thought it really suited the performance and it gave it a bit of like a Jane Austen drama. Vibe. You're just saying that because I don't like it. No, I, 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 I genuinely liked it. Fair enough. I mean, as a, something for the song. Maybe not on its own. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like it. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> now then, coming seventh, this is very exciting for me, was Moldova. Yeah. Stopsy's Dub and the Advahov brothers, they got 253 points. They got 239 Televotes and came second in a televote, including two Jews Poins, and they got 14. I'll just say that to re emphasize it 14 jury points. So there's something wrong there with the juries. Let's play the song. So happy when I hear this song. The arena exploded when these guys came on stage after a string of six ballads. Mm, I gotta say, the uh, Advahov brothers are the Tweedledum and Tweedledee of Moldovan folk music. The the running order was absolutely made for Moldova in this grand final, <laughs> and it, it's no coincidence. The odds on them coming in the top ten plummeted once people saw that it came after. Uh, the likes of, you know, Germany, Azerbaijan, Belgium, Greece. Promise you mean went higher? Uh, so, yeah, well, no they, no, they went lower. I mean, basically, before the, uh, the running order was made, Moldova was roughly about even money to come in the top ten. As soon as people saw where it was coming and thought, my gosh, that's the wake-up song. That's the one where everyone's going to party and say, thank God these six songs are all behind us. Uh, they went from even money to odds on. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you had to put a lot more money on. T- I mean, I actually did put quite a lot of money on. Thankfully, I made some money to... to <laughs> How much did you make, I put Mark? £100 on this at uh, just under even money. So I got a third of the money I lost on Poland back. But do you know, I mean, Moldova, 2017, um, you know, the nice... Um, one that came third with the saxophone. Sunstroke Project. Sunstroke Project. Then My Lucky Day, 2018, and now this one. Moldova's got serious form in contemporary Eurovision. Fabulous. Yeah, and not with not much resources. Uh, now, I have to say, I don't think we got many things right this year in our <laughs> pre-Eurovision podcast. We know nothing! <laughs> but in this, we were absolutely right. A lot of people were writing Moldova off. We were singing the praises from the start, saying people are insane. Stopsis Dub are Eurovision royalty. They know absolutely what they're doing. How dare you doubt them? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, this was so much fun. They just smashed it. There's so much charm and a lot of artists brought energy, but none had the authenticity that this had. This was the only Balkan party song, and of course it's going to do really well. I have to say, though, that when the rehearsal clips came out, 
when you didn't see the whole performance, I was a little bit worried, but I should have never have doubted for a second. Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. They are amazing. And I will still listen to anything they uh, record from now onwards. Coming six was, uh, I don't know, was Italy. Um, Brividi, Mahmoud and Blanco. They scored 268 points. They got 110 telly votes and they got 158 jury points, including two doozies. Amusingly, Amusingly, this is Italy's worst result in six years. I love the audience singing along. I think shortening the song to three minutes lost a little bit, a little bit of its power. But when Blanco bounded on stage at the start like Gabani's gorilla, I just think he set the wrong tone for the song. To be honest, I absolutely agree with that. <clears throat> I think Mahmoud did his best both performance-wise and vocally, but it's hard to stay in tune when your singing partner keeps going off tune all the time. Uh, and I heard that that in San Remo they actually allow autotune, and it showed. Um, uh, but still, this year's most beautiful lyrics, and perhaps also some of the best staging. I thought it looked fantastic, and they actually looked fantastic as well. Absolutely. And if you take away the vocals, they had really good chemistry, a, a really good performance actually. But it could have been, and it should have been, and it deserved so much better. Very strange that Blanco missed the first rehearsal. I know. What's all that and about? then they said, oh, well, he had a pre-Eurovision uh, booking for some concert. And it's like, well, I'm sure these guys are all busy, but it's Eurovision. And actually, you're the home entry. You clear your diary. You, yeah. you, you, but so, exactly. So, <laughs> so that, that was a bad start. Uh, and then they had a first rehearsal that also went very, very badly and everyone was talking about the ragged vocals. Then they seemed to get it back again when they rehearsed the second time and everybody thought, actually, it's coming around. But I, I thought in the final that um, it was not actually at times pleasant to listen to. It, it's a very exposed song. I mean, if you don't get those harmonies spot on, you are there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 either get, you either get the thing on point or it's a mess and it... At times drifted. It wasn't always like that, but but there were too many times where it was less than perfect. And after everyone had got so used to San Remo, courtesy of the auto tune, they were always measuring up against that near perfection, and it sounded less than convincing. Oh yeah, absolutely. They should have been disqualified because they had um, two twenty thousand backing vocalists in the audience <laughs> so they contravened the rule of six on stage do you know what I mean coming fifth for Serbia woo incorpore sano by Constracta she got 312 points and was in the lead at one point she got uh, fourth in the tally vote with 225 points, including five doozies, and she got 87 jury points, including two doozies. Mm. <laughs> 
može biti zdrava Biti zdrava Biti zdrava Biti zdrava She's won the Marcel Besançon Award for the artistic um, category. Well done. Of all the songs this year, I think this one deserves the biggest applause for originality and for overachievement. I mean, everyone thought that Ukraine had a very good chance of winning. Uh, everybody thought that UK and Spain were going to completely outperform themselves compared with previous years, but... People were saying, but there were people doubting Serbia's qualification from the semi-final. Uh, and what's surprising here, I think, is the lopsided nature of the distribution of votes. Because I had this down as, you know, pure art, originality, the cutting-edge lyrics from the song. I thought the juries would mop this up. And I thought the televoters would go, it's all a bit odd. Yeah. I like the clapping bit, but, <laughs> but I'm not sure about the rest of it. And it was completely the other way around. Uh, but I thought this was at 50 to 70 points higher than I expected their ceiling to be. So hats off, Serbia. For me, you were the winners of this year's Eurovision Song Contest, purely in terms of achievement. Ooh, I was actually going to say the same, same the same thing, that I, for me, Serbia are the winners of Eurovision, simply of on the intelligence and being so artistic, but yet fun and accessible. It is so difficult to do that, just on an artistic level, let alone entertaining pop. Uh, and she carried the whole performance with her confidence and her presence. She's totally deadpan and does not flinch. Oh, sorry. I'm nothing without my notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're nothing at all, darling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think her total commitment to her craft draws you in and her conviction convinces you. You're watching it and you don't even question it, even though it's completely crazy. This was the only time this year that I was challenged and entertained at the same time. Coming forth was Sweden, Cornelia Jacobs, 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 hold me closer. She says she got... 438 points, 258 from the jurists, including five dues plans, and she got uh, comparatively lowly 180 po televote points from the public, and she won the Marcel Besenson Award for the best composition of the year. I'll have you know. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. in Sweden, but it does annoy me that the Swedish songs are always a direct replica of the MF performance. And what was that green traffic light thing going on there? I know, it didn't even look like the sun or the sunrise. It just looked like a green blob on the screen. And also, 
it looked like a really bad old grey whistle test set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she was like wandering between. It's like these great big vast oceans of blackness, and suddenly there's a prop there on a stand, and it's like, oh, here's a prop, and then I think I'll just spin it a bit and go off to another bit of the stage. And then we saw a then we saw a cameraman disappearing behind the prop, and another, another cameraman came in, and this was happening all the time. So actually, from a from a purely directing point of view, this song was often really quite shoddy. She did have a presence and a lot of people, you know, that, that wounded, damaged, it's an old kind of breakup song, we know, but she did deliver it well. You can't, you know, we've heard these songs before. Um, I'm still amazed that a lot of people thought this was in the running t to win it, but um, it's Sweden's best result for wow. since 2015. So, you know. Good, good, good to her, on on her for doing this. But it really, this shouldn't have come any higher. I, <clears throat> um, you, <clears throat> it really grew on me. This song. Uh, I wasn't a great fan of it when the when it won. Wait, uh, moved from fortieth to thirty ninth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> when it won the the motherfucker. Uh, but you know, I I like the whole thing of her being sort of damaged and drunk, and it's a breakup song, and she starts <laughs> on the floor. And she doesn't have a lot of clothes on. Uh, she should carry a bottle of vodka in her hand I mean, or something like that. She needs a prop. Honestly, it seemed like she had down that bottle of vodka before the stage, you know. <laughs> uh, she didn't have any shoes on and she was throwing her hair around, a bit of a raspy voice. Uh, and it looked like she might have been like performing uh, the song in her room with the bottle as a microphone and the audience as imaginary, you know? And the prop in the background was actually like a closet door that she was leaning on. Uh, it just really worked for me. I thought it suited the song perfectly uh, and I thought she really sold it. And actually, I think this is one of Sweden's best entries in a very, very long time. Me too, me too. And we are in the top three now. And what a top three we've got for you now. Spain. Spain que sorpresa. came third with Chanel Slow More. She got uh, 459 points. That's a bloody good score. She got 231 points from the juries, including eight 12 points. And she got 228 points, so pretty much the same, uh, from the televote, including one dues point. And she came third in both rankings. So um, her winning... Benny Dawn Fest is a little bit sweeter now because we wanted I Mama to win. So I think it's justified that they did choose the right song. Anyway, let's listen to it. <laughs> Now, the conservatives amongst us would say that was unnecessarily pornographic. Very arse-based. There's a lot of flesh 
there. And, sexy. and this isn't meant to be liberating for women. That's the fact that they I mean. can do that and nobody objects. Well, we're objecting. Well, I am. Well, the lads were on fire. <laughs> I've got to say that. But the downside, I fear, is that next year we're going to get a whole heap of Chanel looky-likes. That, yeah, I mean, that chorus, I've heard more melody from a pneumatic drill. Or a truck backing. Oh. I mean, just <laughs> just watch this as a visual spectacle for three minutes and turn the volume down. I mean, that's what I would say. You know, this was a big favourite with a lot of people. You're I'm, angry, aren't you? I really did. very angry. didn't like this song at all. I... I, I thought it was hugely overrated. I couldn't understand the exaggerated reaction to it. Um, <laughs> and there were some very nasty comments and behaviour from a lot of Spanish people and social media, which we won't go into now, which didn't do their country any favours. Look, it's great, after all these, these years on regime to Spain, to be back in the... Um, in the top ten, top five. Yeah, I didn't beat the UK though, did you? Uh, but, but anyway, I mean, everyone Careful worried. Everyone, everyone worried with Fuego that the next year we get all these Fuego imitations. I thought Fuego was massively superior to this. Okay, I do not agree with that. <clears throat> That's enough. Having, Let's move on. <laughs> having said Here that, like I don't, I'm not exactly sure what a slow mo. Means in Spanish, <laughs> but <laughs> means nothing. Don't look for meaning when it's not there. Uh, I'm not at all a fan of the song. I'll just start with that. But all right, you were saying, oh, there'll be a lot of copies of this. How are you going to copy this? This is one of the most professional, slickest Eurovision performances of all time, while still having personality and fun. I just have to give credit when I see excellence. Like okay. That choreography, that staging was excellent. Sure, it was hollow, meaningless, but it totally exploded on stage. And I think it was deserving of its high ranking because it did, within its genre, exceptionally well. I think Spain will win Eurovision soon. Me too, but this applies for our preview shows. And I'm quite sure that I, one of you, if not both of you, said that Spain's going to have a bit of a, a cold shower this year and come back yes, in the back bottom Yes, because I again. wasn't expecting her staging to elevate in this way. But they actually made it even better than it was in Benidorm. The United Kingdom, Loaya Muni, came second. It was a freak accident. Uh, Sam Ryder and his song Space Man. Now, we were the winners of the jury vote. We were ahead halfway through the voting. We got 283 points, including eight 12 points. And then we got 185 points in the televote, uh, including one dude's points. So we won the jury vote, but we came fifth in the televote, and we had a total of 466 points. And we win the Marcel Besenson Press Award. Let's play the song. First time in very, very, very many years. I'm actually proud to be British. 
Um, in my lounge on the Saturday night, uh, there was eight of us. We had four Ukrainians and four Brits. So you can imagine how exciting it was. It was it was magical when the votes were coming through and it was between the UK and the Ukraine. You weren't um, allowed to come through Andy's door unless your country began with UK. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had the biggest prop and to see those genuine Union Jacks and enthusiastic faces in the arena for once after so many years was truly heartwarming and how lovely, how lovely for this success to coincide with the Queen's Jubilee, that's what I say. Isn't it great that um, this is our best result since 1998 but even more so that it has finally slayed the dragon of this silly prejudice that they all hate us, they all, it's all post-Brexit. The songs have been rubbish and substandard for years and years and years and suddenly here's, look, don't get me wrong, this is the UK's 16th running up song. We've got yes. 16 <laughs> times. And uh, the last time was Amani in 1998 with Where Are You? A much better song, in my opinion. Um, but look, I'm not decrying this. He just radiated enthusiasm, warmth. It was impossible not to like this man. He was like a force of nature. I still didn't really get the, the staging. Everyone said, oh, it's a, it's a, a, thing. a, a rocket. Is it? It looked like a crystal maze or something or other. I don't know quite what it was. It was certainly a lot better than recent staging efforts. But, um, I, I mean, I wasn't in hope at half-time. It was great to win the jury vote, but you just knew that the tsunami of televotes was going to come and wash us away once they came in. But well done, Sam, and who knows? Well, UK staging next year is a possibility. It's a possibility. And when those 12 points kept coming through, because you've got to bear in mind that the last 12 points that we had... We had 12 from France. ...was uh, Lucy Jones, we've got a 12 in 2017, we've got a 12 for Joe and Jake in 2016. We don't get 12 points, when we get 12 points, you're supposed to be jumping up and down with excitement, but I'm just sitting there in complete disbelief that we're getting 12 points, because it just sounded so weird, you know? Um, I'm very pro Sam Ryder, well done. Yeah, and I love the guitar bit at the end. That was so cool. And it was so funny when the very first jury votes came in, immediately Graham Norton said, oh, we've already done better than last year. Yeah. Four points. <laughs> <laughs> OK, bit chick, go on, go on, go on. <clears throat> yeah, clean your throat. <laughs> no, OK, I'll start with the negative. I don't like the song, all right? Be honest with that. But this year was like the year of performance, right? And I think... The UK did a staging that's, that took Sam Ryder into account. It suited him. It made him the focus and it made him look fantastic. I think it was maybe the best staging that the UK has ever done. I can't actually think of anything better. Uh, you seekers! <laughs> and, I mean, that's not a high bar, to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> uh, still, <laughs> and Sam Ryder himself exuded this joy and just this happiness of being there and performing really really singing very very well very energetically hitting all the notes okay fine the the falsetto ones were a little bit soft but okay i'm nitpicking i thought it was a fantastic performance and i want to congratulate you guys on finally having a good result and that's (laughs) and that's actually the best thing about this entry i'm not a huge fan but I'm so glad to see the UK finally doing well. And 
I hope that this is not a one-man show, as in like that Sam Ryder was the driving force behind this and the driving force behind this result. And I hope that the BBC can actually take advantage of this momentum and do something finally. Yeah, let's see. I got so many text messages congratulating me because we came second, <laughs> as if it's all to do with me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And, of course, our winners were the song from Ukraine, Stefania, sung by the Kalush Orchestra. And these points are pretty incredible. They got a total of 631 points, so they're well ahead. They got 192 jury points, including five doozies. But the tally vote, and we kind of we could we should have guessed this really, out of a possible 468, which is 39 countries times 12, the uh, Ukrainians got 439 from the televote, which is a staggering 28 sets of dues poins, but still a long way off Salvador Sobral's record-breaking victorious win in 2017. He got 758, and it's the first song to win ever sung entirely in Ukrainian. And my boys are going to duet it right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what's interesting, despite that huge televote, it's still not the song with the biggest gap between the jury vote and the televote in the modern era. Oh, really? Is that no? Kaino? Yes. Yeah. Kaino got a mere 40 votes and got 291, and that's a bigger gap. So that's actually interesting, isn't it? That, um, and in fact, Ukraine's 194 was way, way more than just put the jury alone than people ever. Yeah, um, I was going to say that um, the juries are humans too, and they will also. I don't think they are. I don't know who they are. <laughs> Let's play the song. <laughs>
burning question on everybody's lips. Did that song win because it's a good song or did it win because of the situation in the world or a combination of the both? Of course we will never know because we can't rerun history with um, another scenario with us not being at war and seeing what would have happened. My hunch is that had we been in quotes a normal year, that song would have come in the top ten very comfortably and probably come fourth or fifth. Um, but it didn't... You know, the, the credibility of the contest has not been called into question because of its victory. Why? A, because Eurovision was founded to promote peace and harmony and concord between the nations. And, and we have done that. Mm -hmm. Secondly, all those people voting for this song... I mean... The only people who say your votes don't count when they vote in such majorities are dictators who say, I don't believe in democracy. This is the vote of, of the whole, of, of practically the whole of the European Eurovision voting public, and therefore we have to respect it. And thirdly, imagine in 2019 that France had invaded Britain and we'd have voted Michael Rice the winner of Eurovision. <laughs> Everybody would have said, oh, my God. This is, ter I mean, the worst mm. song, <laughs> arguably, in the contest has won. This is wrong. But, of course, this is not what's happening here. This is a very credible song. Um, originally devoted to the mother of, 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 of the writer, but then taking on this iconic theme of the motherland and becoming a Ukrainian anthem. I'm very, very, very happy that in the annals of time this will stand its uh, place very comfortably as a very worthy winner. It doesn't feel wrong that it won at all. No. I totally agree with the fact that it is a really good song and the staging was one of the best of the year. A lot of respect to the Ukrainian artist, the Kaddish Orchestra, and the Ukrainian delegation for not playing on the fact that they were at war. They totally went for what was best for the song and for the entry. There were no overt plays to, to reflect their situation. It was just musicians representing their country with the best entry and the best song that they had. Um, would it have won if it wasn't for the war? I don't think so, but I totally agree. It would have easily been top 10 and maybe around five, six, four, fifth, four, yeah. fifth yeah. whatever. But like, uh, and sure, the current situation pushes it over the edge, but that's just the way things are. The Eurovision is a reflection of Europe, of its culture and of its politics, and that's what's always made it interesting, and that's why it still exists today. Well, I, for one, enjoyed Eurovision this year. It's given me lots of great new favourite songs, and I'm sad to see the back of it, but I look forward to the next one. Wee. So that's all done and dusted for Eurobliss for yet another year. We will wait for news of next year's show. Now, the Ukraine have to confirm that they're going to be able to host. If you think of last year, the Italian cities, they began their bidding to host just after the contest at the end of May. And Torino was selected at the beginning of last October. So right now, I seriously doubt if Ukraine are able to make any bids or to host. But let's cross our fingers. And as Stefan says, let's hope for a better tomorrow. And as far as Eurobliss goes, our next podcast will be showcasing a selection of Ukrainian songs. So um, 
Yes, that's going to be very exciting. Edge of the seat stuff. I thank these two as ever for being here with me. Look at your little face. A little bit drunker than you were a couple of hours well, ago. Thank you, Mr. Neil Oh, my pleasure. And um, So before you say goodbye, can I just ask you one thing? Go on then. So Ten if, inches. If it's... <laughs> the size of your brain, what? Uh, so no, uh, if it's not in the Ukraine, where do you think it will be? Well, you would kind of think that it would be passed on to the country that came second, <laughs> you know, which is, is, is logical. So it is logical, isn't it? And it's probably going to be the only chance we're going to get to host it for a very, very long time, seemingly. And it'd be great to think that it would come to the UK. So be... see you in Ashby de la Zouche. <laughs> <laughs> see you in Harrogate. <laughs> we'll do the contest justice, I can tell you that yeah. right now, lad. Um, if it does come to the UK, it's going to be very exciting. I really hope it doesn't go to London. I hope it goes to... Well, Manchester, Margate. I think Manchester. <laughs> I think Manchester would be the obvious place. Manchester or Scarborough? Yeah. Anyway, on that note, we're going to leave you with the boys duetting this year's winner, which is going to be very exciting for me because I'm in the middle of them. And uh, till then, tatty bye for now. Love bye, you all. Bye. Ti amo. Say something. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, just um, as a PS uh, or an NB. Uh, we've just tried to do the lyrics to that lovely song from the Ukraine and it's been decided unanimously that it's impossible. So <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to commit any more any war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm in the middle. It's really bad. So we're going to go for the song that came second. So I'd like to introduce Juan Ryder and Mark Ryder singing Space Man for the United Kingdom. Go for it, girls. If I was an astronaut, I'd be floating in midair Broken heart would just belong to someone else down there. I would be the center of my lonely universe. But I'm only human and I'm crashing down to Earth. If I was an astronaut, I'd have a bird's eye view. I'd circle around the world and I'd keep coming back to you. In my floating castle, I rub shoulders with the stars But I'm only human, and I'm drifting in the dark I'm up in space There's nothing but space man. Space man. And I wanna go home. Spaceman for men. If I was an astronaut, I'd speak to satellites. My navigation systems would search for other life. But I'd be up here thinking about what I left behind. Cause I'm only human, I'm only human. With the real world on my mind. my mind I'm up in space man. I'm up, up in space man. I search around the universe Been down some black holes There's nothing but space man. And I wanna go home. Gravity.
feet keeps pulling me down, down, down. As long as you're on the ground, I'll stick around. Stick around. I'll stick around. Stick around. I'll stick around. Fucking dodo, see the noise you can make. <laughs> Search around the universe, I've been down some black holes. There's nothing but space, man. Nothing but space, man. And I wanna, wanna go, go home. Wanna go home with men. <laughs> <laughs>